Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for joining me. And thank you again for believing in me and believing in my guests. It's been an amazing ride. I'm so excited for you guys today because you're going to hear another amazing story from uh, someone that I've always kind of looked up to and admired. And uh, his name is Doug Terry. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Todd. You bet. Thanks for uh, taking the time out. You guys are going to really appreciate him and his philosophies and how he lives his life. I'm excited for you guys to hear his story. I want to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me as well. And uh, because of you, uh, we're allowed to kind of get this out to many, many people. I mean, we're trending on iTunes and Google Play now, and it's just so fun to see that. And and it's, you know, I take zero credit other than I've provided a platform for people like you, Doug, to come and share your amazing story. And, and uh, it's just been fun. I, I, I'm the one that's truly blessed in this. <laughs> so thank you. And uh, so Doug, a um, little background on Doug. You know, I, I met, first time I met you, it was, it was actually at the Life Center. <laughs> there you go. Years and years ago, uh, playing, you know, a little pickup basketball, you know, and and I know you, we have mutual friends, TJ and Mindy Buxton. Absolutely. Who, who own, you know, who run and own the Life Center. And I uh, got to know you there and uh, just always had, you know, a great experience with you. Um, and I know the Buxtons think very highly of you as well. <laughs> So a little shout out to the Buxtons. But Doug, um, you know, he played for the University of Utah. And then we were just talking that uh, he made the rookie team for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, he's one of the, one of the creators and, and uh, of the body gym. And we'll get into that here in a minute. But it's, uh, it's this portable gym you can take anywhere with you. And uh, it's been on QVC. It's sold over a million, uh, two million, excuse me. Doug's giving me the two sign. Um, and you've, it's been featured, Marie Osmond's the spokesperson for that. And it's, it's just a great product. We'll get more into that as well. Um, he has six kids. He's been married to his wife now for 20 years and, uh, we'll get more into that as well. And, uh, he says life has an interesting way of revealing its most important aspects. And I can't wait to talk about that a little bit as well. But, uh, anyway, Doug, thank you for joining us and, you know, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, where did you grow up and a little bit about your family? Well, thank you, Todd, for all your kind words. You're much too kind. Um, basically, if you look back uh, 60 years ago, I'm 66, so six, 60 plus years ago, you know, I was blessed to be around my great-grandparents, my grandparents, my mother, my father. Um, you could picture my dad or picture Draper, Utah back then. You know, it was farmland. Right. You know, it was gardens. It was people were surviving. They were hunting, fishing. I remember my grandmother taking us out and making sure we put our fishing poles in numerous places just so we right. could catch fish for the chickens so she could feed them. <laughs> I mean, that's when wow. meat was very valuable and, and right. to go hunt it and the respect they served uh, and gave to that was amazing. So I was championed by all these great family members so grew up uh you know in kearns utah my dad was a mother of my heroes they're amazing people um but uh dad loved to ride racehorses he was a jockey oh really so he rode my grandfather's (laughs) thoroughbred racehorses and he rode horses for other people but he loved to win and when he wasn't on his horses he was on his motorcycle okay kind of that james james dean look going down the highway so i guess he Got inspired one day and drove around the point of the mountain and ran through the streets of Lehigh and met my mother, Lois. And from there, life happened. I was born in American Fork shortly after we moved moved to Kearns, Utah. And affordable housing back then was under $10,000 for a house. Oh, really? Okay. Every house looked the same. You Mm -hmm. know, you got to uh, pick your favorite color. That was the only difference between each house on our street. So loved growing up in Kearns, Utah. Loved... uh, my experiences there, it was an overcrowded situation because uh, there were so many kids. Right. And um, double sessions. And so instead of going through junior high, we went to high school as ninth graders. And a lot of the coaches that I got to meet were coaches that came from Judge Memorial. Oh, okay. Chris Segura, John Wood, oh, yeah. Frank Kalikas. I mean, these guys were, oh, they just, 
<laughs> they were our champions. They just were there for us no matter what. Um, some of my greatest heroes, Milt Chedister, just guys I looked up to that were seniors when I was a freshman. Yeah. And uh, the way they would beat you down, but the way that you would fight to come back. So yeah. Kearns was a great place to live. All my friends were, you know, Joe Vigil, Roger Montano, uh, Ah, geez, the Garcias. I mean, I just grew up in a great time and a great place where we made our own sports. Yeah, right. You know, we outside playing all the time, right? Absolutely. We, yeah. you know, we had our own Olympic events. You know, we could turn a swing set when we were grounded to the yard into a monkey bar that we'd torture each other. So right. Yeah. Hot box and whatever we could come up with, stick ball. We were playing all the sports, going down to the church and. You know, the boundaries was the sidewalk, so it didn't matter. We were still playing tackle football on it. So right. it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Skateboards, you name it. So that's kind of the history of where I came up. It was, oh, that's beautiful. It was Kearns and... Uh, it's funny you mentioned hot box. Uh, it's probably a different meaning today with uh, with uh, some of the people I work with now, but hot box back then was where it's a base. it was baseball, right? You had a, a base on one end and a base on the other end, and someone would get in the middle, and you'd try to get them out and that kind of thing, and we played that all the time as well. Absolutely. Such a fun thing. Over the line, I mean, every conceivable yeah. baseball game, tennis, Yeah. You, you played everything. Yeah. We figured out how to get along with the uh, – the janitor whose son would let us into the church and then we had secret ways to get into the <laughs> rec yeah. centers and different places so we yeah. could shoot hoops and yeah. all those kind of things. If not, we were outside. So yeah. it was a great life growing up for... Yeah. So, um, you know, growing up uh, with your family and obviously all these people around you, what were some of the lessons that you can remember that just really made a hu humongous in impact on your life? The life lessons were so many because yeah. my grandfather, both of my grandfathers were special men that um, had unique gifts, different gifts. Um, my one grandfather played probably amateur baseball and maybe a little bit of semi-pro, but he loved racehorses. So we always had these incredible athletes, these thoroughbred racehorses that could not only run, they could jump. Oh, yeah. And uh, from the time I was a little boy, he was putting us on... I mean, I remember being only five years old and I'm on the saddle of riding horses and exercising <laughs> horses and leading horses and, uh -huh. and uh, fear of those big athletic, beautiful animals was like, you had to get over it quick because yeah. that was one of the life lessons you kind of got to know. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> but to get back to your question, um, it was just interesting to go through that process of hard work because my grandfather had emphysema in his lungs and uh, he couldn't put a garden in he couldn't put a post hole in and he was a heavy smoker he worked yeah. in the mines so I got to be his his guy you know right. but it was all about being his guy was getting work done so whatever it was was yeah. it cleaning out chicken coops or was it exercising horses or putting in gardens or whatever it was that was cleaning ditches whatever it was that was the life getting up every the water used to come every seven days, six hours, and we get up in the middle of the night with flashlights to go, you know, water the hay or the grain or yeah. the garden. So okay, that was kind of uh, one side. My other grandfather, he was, we we were mowing lawns for him because he had a bad knee and he didn't go to. I think he was a great football player, but couldn't finish high school because his family needed him to work in the dairy and work on the farm. So his knees were kind of bad. So we'd go down and mow the lawns for him. So. He had big sections of lawn and flowers and stuff at the memorial buildings, and we got to help him with that, and he did the irrigation ditches. He was one of the water masters, so. Oh, okay. Water was valuable. Big time back then, right? More so than money. Yeah. And I saw things happen over water that some of the biggest conflicts as a young boy you'd ever see. So yeah, anyway, imagine. it was interesting. Sure. Well, it sounds like you learned the value of hard work as I'm hearing you talk because, all, I mean, that's a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time yeah. doing all that. I, I wish I could say yes to that, but, you know, I would rather run. I wish they could have taught us school when we were walking or jogging or running because yeah. to go to school and sit and was, right. was torture. Torture. <laughs> I, saw, I tell some of the young people now that, you know, sitting is the new smoking. Like to me, sitting is just not something that I would really enjoy. And yeah. I remember being in elementary school, 
And my mom will tell the story and make everybody laugh, but they used to pass out milk and usually it wasn't too cold, it was warm and crackers and you know, you had been in school for three or four hours and they wanted you to lay there and take a nap. And I, like, I <laughs> used to like, tell what? them, no, I'd say, hey, we're, we don't have the money for milk. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and we really did, but right. I just wanted to avoid <laughs> any chance of having to drink that warm milk. I, I just wanted to get outside and yeah. play, run, do whatever we could do. So yeah, that was something I'm pretty passionate about, even sure. to this day. Yeah, I think... Movement is medicine yeah, and really important to take care of our physical. Because I think if our, you take care of your physical, your mental, your emotional, your Absolutely. spiritual, your social, all benefits from those. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, yeah. A big part of our program here at Wasatch is, is movement. You know, the gym, yoga, and mindfulness, stuff like that. So, yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, obviously, growing up, you're really big into sports. You're a very athletic kid, and um, you obviously excelled, especially at basketball. And talk a little bit about that. I did not excel at basketball. Really? No. No. Not until in fact, later, uh, <laughs> I'm almost down that same line as Kobe Bryant, which is such a tragedy. But I yeah. remember Kobe telling the story in the Sunny Hill leagues, and uh, we were in Philadelphia that his first year when he went to play. You know, he didn't score one point. He didn't score score a free throw or a, a basket. In that league, he scored no points. Wow. And some of my greatest teammates played in that Summer Hill League in Philadelphia. Um, and guys like Earl the Pearl Monroe, Wilt, Ch- Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, these, these were great players that played in right. this, this league. Ironically enough, I later played in the Rutger Park in right. Harlem. So... Really? That's a story in and of itself. Yeah, but, I'd love to uh, hear that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. Um, I had a great coach, uh, Coach Chris Segura, Coach uh, Kenyon Clark, and John Wood. And I remember being a ninth grader playing. He put me on the sophomore team. And I was terrible, you mm-hmm. know. I could dunk the basketball as a ninth grader, but really? I could not, you know, their skill set hadn't caught up because I'd been a swimmer. And then after my swimming, I didn't really want to keep swimming. So one day I just called, called up coach uh, Larry Swim and said, hey, I'm done. I'm not swimming anymore. Uh, for some reason, I was getting a lot of earaches from the water. And oh, okay. it seemed like my hair was getting curly too because of the water, which <laughs> is probably not the reason it was. But right. long story short, I just <laughs> said, I'm going to be a basketball player. And I remember making that decision and Made it that day and didn't go back. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it was one of those things. But I, you know, I remember the challenges of nightmares of the ball bouncing off your leg and, or, you know, turning the ball over, all those things that, you know, my guys, my coaches championed me to, they were there for me. Right. They helped me down the course, you know, one step at a time, one day at a time. And, and then that's how I developed, um, uh, my heroes, you know, like yeah. my high school heroes, like those guys did really well in high school. And and then um, Pete Maravich, who I never met until later in life, I met his entire family. Oh, really? I flew to yeah. uh, New Orleans and uh, that was a great experience to meet his family because uh, uh, the LSU coach um, had invited me to go down to see if we could put together his ball control drills and put them on tape and market them. But uh, as you may know, Pete Maravich was one of the best of the best players of all time. Yeah, he was fun to watch too, the way he razzle and dazzle the crowd. Totally. (laughs) He was amazing. You know, he devoted, um, he was just an amazing story. And I couldn't even afford his videos but I wrote all his ball control drills and everything down on cardboard. And then oh, I really? do his jump ropes and his exercises uh-huh. and ball control drills and shooting <laughs> drills and passing yeah. drills. And so that was, you know, a life growing up that every day, you know, you need to devote about 45 minutes to that process. Yeah. And so Pete Maravich was there and Rick Mount, who was one of the great, he played at Purdue and uh, he actually scored more points than Pete Maravich. I think he scored like 35 points a game average and the other guys scored maybe 32, but it was, it was a great, 
I always say, if you want to do well, follow the leader. Right. And so if you can establish who those leaders are, then you emulate what they what are doing. doing or do. Yeah. And I didn't like to be a, I was worried about being a pioneer because if you go down your own course that's a pioneer, I always picture those guys with arrows through their body going, <laughs> right. those guys are dead, yeah. but the leaders are still moving along, doing well. So Doing their thing, yeah. Um, you know, it was ironic that Pete Maravich ended up playing for the Utah Jazz. And so, yeah. you know, I got to meet Pete Maravich, and, but his uh, family was amazing. Some of his sons were gr- really good players as well. So yeah. um, all my coaches that, you know, have... I've been uh, blessed to have in my life, you know, great experience. Coach Foster that came from uh, back east that had his own basketball camps. Coach Jerry Pym, Rick Majerus, yeah. I even got to know really well. Yeah, so, I used to. I did the Pym camps growing up. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I went to several of those growing up. Yeah, I, I love those. Look forward to them every year. Yeah, and all the assistant <laughs> coaches like uh, Gimbelstaff and uh, G- Jim Marsh and and uh, Lou Getz. I mean. It's really Coach Majerus and Jeff Judkins that kind of came to me one day, and we were doing some things with some of the young players, and and that's how I really started the process of developing the body gym, to be honest with you. Really? Well, yeah, tell us a little bit about that, because um, this product's remarkable. Like you said, it was, it's sold over two million of them. It's, uh, I actually have one myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that and how that came about with those guys. Um, well, I'm a big believer that, you know, in this day and age, you see these athletes, they're like thoroughbred racehorses. They're, I know. they're just amazing yeah. and they specialize in their sport. Well, you know, I remember Pace Mannion and I, we were working out with some people and, uh, uh, we had a great time getting in the gym and pumping iron. I remember Devin Durant would come over and, and we had uh, trainers that would train us. So I didn't start training or lifting weights really seriously till I was like 35. But the football players in college, they would always lift. And in high school, we were told maybe not to lift. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as I, as life went on, you know, you, you realize that you have to develop your strength. And Michael Jordan's a great example. Kobe Bryant, all those guys, they get up yes. early, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., they do their training. Yep. Uh, Mike Doliak, he'd get up at 5 a.m. when he played with the Miami Heat. And yeah. for all, some unknown reason, he would invite me to be his partner <laughs> for two years. And so we would train at 5 a.m. over at the Life Center. Oh, really? So okay. um, we used bands, but we used weights. And I just found that in my business career, I was with um, David Neeleman and the Morris family, mm-hmm. and I was part of the Morris Air Group, so I was always traveling. So I was, right. we opened 27 cities in five years, and I oh, was wow. the vice president of sales and marketing, so <laughs> the body gym was the way I stayed fit so I could come back and play with my sons, uh, play with um, college and pro athletes, yeah. because it was a way, if I took my jump rope and jumped rope for 20, 30 minutes, and then I did all my body parts with body gym, including the stretching, it was a way to get strong. Right. So oh, that's interesting. Um, I I used to, kind of a side note here, I used to date Jeff Judkins' sister years ago. And uh, so I got to know Jeff really well and, uh, and you know, played basketball in some of his rec league teams and those competition leagues. And so, yeah, I had a really great guy and a great family. But uh, so when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, Jeff, you know, I know oh, him Jeff's pretty good. awesome. He's a good dude. If I ever had a daughter that played uh, Division One basketball, For sure. I would definitely send him to Jeff Judkins, Absolutely. who's the head coach down at Brigham Young University. Yeah. And uh, all his brothers, Jerry, Jay, Johnny, yep. Johnny coaches. Yep. So great family <laughs> wonderful dad who's passed and mother yeah. that just a great family so um in fact jeff has introduced me so to some of the greatest people too because he was with coach majerus and yeah. jeff jonas was up there and mm-hmm. you know tyrone medley's a great friend of mine even to this day we talk and and uh silas mills was one of the players rick majerus called the greatest high school player he ever recruited oh really and um silas was uh an amazing athlete, great guy, wonderful father, has two daughters that played Division One basketball. 
Silas and his wife, Nicole. I'm actually their godfather to oh, those right. two That's girls, awesome. uh, Dominique and Monique. Um, but interesting story. Um, Silas came to Utah and things happened. He made some choices. He could have made better choices. And uh, Rick graciously or ungraciously invited him to leave. <laughs> and really? so he left and he ended up uh, living with us for almost two years. Oh, okay. And uh, he went over to Salt Lake Community College and took that program that was predicted to take probably sixth or seventh that year. He took him to like third or fourth in the nation. Dang. So that's awesome. All of a sudden, yeah. All those Division One coaches started calling us Rick Patino and Coach Majerus and all the coaches that, yeah. you know, had originally recruited him out of high school because he was a McDonald's all uh, all American. Yeah. Um, they basically wanted him to join him now because he got his associate degree and he made that those life changes and made better choices. Got his associate's degree and oh, that's, that's so neat. I thank Jeff Jeff Judkins for that because had I not been in the right place at the right time, we wouldn't have had that great experience with Silas because my sons uh, Jared and Jordan and Chad and my daughter Jenna, you know, we all grew up with Silas in the house and really? it was a great experience and. Yeah. My um, my wife and you know, everybody was very supportive as we kind of traveled that course, and that was a busy time. But we were doing body gym at the time too, so we were developing that. So we hadn't really launched the product, but uh, right. it was in its developmental stages, so to speak. So gotcha. Yeah. So how long has the body gym been around now? Ironically, it's been around since two thousand three. Okay. It started with a different name, and with a whole different life. Yeah. Uh, we went to um, HSN with it, and uh, one of my associates that worked for me at Little America, because I was part of the Little America team before I went in the airline business, so I was in the hospitality business. Okay. Uh, worked for Pearson Enterprises and had a great experience with Roger Hansen and Rick Pearson and all the great people that owned that organization, Howard Mill and Mon Pearson. But long story short... Uh, I went to uh, Little America and there was a lady there that was really talented and she went out one day and she got a job as a speaking part uh -huh. at Channel 13. And um, ironically enough, she went to HSN with this breathing yoga technique and she had about a four or five year run and then things needed a little bit of a restart, Re right. kick spot. And uh -huh. So I had this product that I had started developing and we called it the gym bar. Okay. And so one of my sons had put the graphics together. Max Factor, I call him. He did a great <laughs> job doing all the yeah. the um, logos and stuff that we put on the bar. And it was really my wife that said to me one day, wow, you know, this is strong enough for men, but why don't we put some pictures on how to do a curl or an upright row or yeah. how to do lunges and squats and build the biceps and triceps because a woman doesn't really understand that. And I go... So she artistically kind of said, let's kind of photograph this. And so we took it to HSN and we did really well. Yeah. Uh, we sold millions of units there. And then awesome. we licensed the product to a company that uh, did infomercials and went all over the country. And yeah. I think they had it in over 50 countries after that as well. Really? That's so, amazing. You know, but <laughs> all those successes, don't, don't think for a minute they don't have their challenges. Because right. there's a lot of things that go wrong. And yeah. for some unknown reason, I had to go to court for four or five years to get my intellectual properties back because payments stopped, but people were still using my devices. Oh, wow, yeah. So that was humbling. I can imagine. That was really humbling. Got some great guys that out of Las Vegas, uh, John Steffen and Mark Hutchinson, that came to my rescue, you know great men that they fought a good fight for me. I got my intellectual properties back. And then I was really selective and I was so blessed because a good friend of mine, Steve Craig, that actually played at Brigham Young University. Oh, he was yeah. a great, great high school player, played every sport. He was on his way to UCLA and then Frank, Arlen, uh, Frank Arnold got the job at BYU. So he didn't go to UCLA, he came to Brigham Young University. So. I always tease him and call him the gatekeeper because he's the one that opened the door so really? Marie okay. could uh, look at the product. And yeah. 
And it was really under a tragic situation that that took place, to be honest yeah, with you. really. Because I had a very good friend that uh, his mom had passed, and we went to the funeral, and Steve had brought his father, and I had uh, gone down as one of my good friend's mom has pa- had passed, and mm-hmm. Steve's dad had played at BYU, and my good friend's dad had also played at BYU, uh, Jerry Romney. And, uh, mm. you know, Mr. Craig was there, who was at Beverly Hills High School, and Steve Craig's dad, great man. And he said, man, my legs are great, but I feel like a dinosaur or a alligator. I don't have, I need strength in my arms. And I showed him the product and Steve just looked at me and goes, you know, you should bring this down and show this to Marie. And I, cause he had, he was married to Marie. Right at the time. Well, yeah. this was the second time. Okay. <laughs> she loved him so much. She married him twice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we, that was kind of the beginning of that process. That and, relationship I, and I got to there. meet yeah. with Marie and, uh. Austin Sperry and his dad, Greg Sperry, who manages Marie and great men, awesome guys that really have an incredible talent because Marie Osmond, to me, I look at her and she was probably one of the most well-known women in the whole, t- whole world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, before, you know, the Donnie and Marie show and Donnie Osmond, awesome guy and yeah. Marie, Basically, I looked at her and I go, wow, you know, you look at Oprah Winfrey and Rachel Ray and Ellen DeGeneres and uh, Kelly Ripa and then Marie Osmond, I'm thinking, God, Marie is more relatable in some ways, in so many ways than all these other wonderful, incredible women. Right. She has eight children, many adopted. Um, She's been through life challenges and uh, she's just a beautiful person inside and out. She's transformed herself and she was gracious enough to let us introduce a product to her, this body gym. And she became the evangelist of hope to people that really maybe needed a a path, something doable, something simple that they could, they could experience it. But it's also, it's also really a great product for, uh, professional athletes yeah any any level yeah well I'm not a professional athlete but I've used it myself and it's surprising you're thinking okay this looks pretty simple and am I really going to get a workout and boy I'll tell you you get a you get a workout and when you follow what the what 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 the dvd was showing you I'm thinking I can do this you know I'm this guy I got this I'm like man it wrecked me the first time I did it (laughs) well we have some great teachers guy Emanion was she yeah. was at the Life Center and she yeah. taught some <clears throat> incredible classes and yeah. she's definitely been part of the journey. And uh, I just think back at Del Harris who coached uh, Pace Mannion when he was at Milwaukee. Yeah. But, but he was also the head basketball coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yep. And um, when Del and I kind of got back together because he coached up at the University of Utah when I played there as a senior. Oh, I didn't know that. It was a crazy story because Del... Dale hadn't got uh, something had happened with the Utah Stars, and um, he ended up coaching with Coach Pim. And uh, I remember we laughed because he was making about ten thousand dollars a year, and he was getting his real estate license. Yeah. And I was graduating, and we kind of said, "Hey, well, let's go out and buy some properties, if depending on how things work out after college." But ironically enough, he got a coaching job, which ended up being the Los Angeles Lakers head coach. He was the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. And then uh, I got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. So <laughs> we kind of yeah. parted, but we came back together. And later, Dell was so kind. Um, we worked out with Yao Ming. Uh, he set that up. And uh, Anthony Falzone was... Uh, I've always heard Yao Ming was such a great guy, like just a nice guy. Amazing guy. But when he had those bone spurs, yeah. he couldn't do any weight-bearing exercises. So actually, ironically, T.J. Buxton and I flew to Oakland and we spent some time with Yao Ming and his yeah. trainer who is paying a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And I think for the most part, they fell in love with the product. They used it. and wow. But we found that women, bless their hearts, because the hand that rocks the cradle to me rules the world. I mean, sure. when a woman can experience like Marie experienced yeah she'll tell the story she lost her 
150 pounds or so with Nutrisystems, but she lost two dress sizes by using Body Gym. So Man. Mass, muscle takes a third of the place of fat, and she'd never done any weight bearing or resistance right. training. So, wow, we were really lucky. And I'd rather be lucky than good because I feel very blessed and lucky to have yeah. Steve Craig, Marie Osmond, and that entire team, you know, as part of our for sure deal that we launched uh, back in June 14th of 2014. That's been a it's been a journey so far. Sure, and I think we're going back in sometime in April. We don't know really? this yeah. present. What's what's going on right now, right? No, we don't know. Yeah, you know this present situation has been pretty challenging, but we have a we have a purchase order from QVC and. They want to reintroduce us again, and um, we're pretty excited about that. Well, especially what's going on now with uh, everyone, you know, having to be at home and things like that. I mean, what a great thing to to have is this body gym, so you can just do your workout right there in your own home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I start the day with it. Yeah, and for anybody that's out there, before you get in the shower, if you if you're a busy mom. Just work it in between whatever you got to do, because to right. me, the moms are the heroes right now. Yeah. I mean, they're Amen all the kids that. are home. Yep, they gotta homeschool these kids and make sure they get all their internet information yeah. and education that's going on with uh, curriculum. I'm just thinking, great way, stay away from crowds, people. The body gym goes where you go. It, it only weighs less than two and a half pounds. Yeah, does every body part. And my, mine's in my car right now. Awesome. <laughs> Man, I love Seriously. you. I love you, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, perfect. Yeah, no, and it and it works, people. I'm not just saying that. It really, truly, you get a workout. Wow. And you do feel like, man, I, it's, I, it's like I just spent an hour in the gym. Wow. It's amazing. So, wow. no, it's a great product, and I, you know, I'm I'm grateful that uh, that I've had the opportunity to to have that. And you know, years ago, TJ gave me one. Oh, awesome. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know how much how long ago it was, but it was a while ago, and he was kind enough to to give me one and then my kids took it from me yeah and 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 i never got it back <laughs> oh wow so but i got my we own we need now, to get so. you a few in fact for all the good work you do if there's some units you need for all of the young people that are here and people that are going through their we life's would, challenges we would love something like that we I, got plenty to send your way so yeah that would be awesome do that. doug that would be incredible because you know part of our program here at wasatch recovery is we take them to the gym every day can't do that anymore yeah and so now they're like and then when it's raining when it's been that way raining and snowing a little bit they they're yeah. stuck indoors now what are we gonna do so that'd be kind of cool something like that but yeah any anything like that would be a blessing for I sure i think it's great because you even watch caesar with the dog whisper her programs <laughs> the first thing they do is exercise Every, the animals yeah, exactly and then train the owners mm-hmm. on how to properly right you know um, guide these yeah loved pets yeah i say loved because a lot of people they get unconditional love from their pets and it's like wow yeah that's the one thing i'm hearing as these challenges are going on is everybody's looking for a little unconditional love absolutely absolutely times are tight times are tough times are unknown and and it causes anxiety and Mm -hmm. we need to reach out to those people that um, we might be sensing that they're having a tough time and say hey yeah how can we help? Is there yeah. anything you need? Well, and I'm glad you said that, Doug, because it's times like this that I think it's actually a blessing in the sense for that very reason, because I think it's gonna uh, it's gonna feel more compassion with everyone. We're gonna be reaching out more. We're starting to realize what really does matter, and it's a good reminder. And I guess I'm speaking for myself, but it's been a good reminder for me what really actually matters the most in these time tough times and. And what I'm hearing from you, and seriously, I know why people love you. Oh, just no, no. I know you. Kind. I know you don't want to hear this, but you're going to hear it anyways. But you, here you are. You're talking about all these connections you have. You have. See, in my business, I say connections the opposite of addiction. Mm-hmm. And when I hear you sharing some of these stories, and I know this is not even a third of them, <laughs> um, all these amazing connections you have. But I, as I'm sitting here just listening to you and feeling your goodness, honestly, I see why people really gravitate towards you because you're really good at connecting. And just the, you. you come across as very safe and authentic and genuine. And I just want to give you some props there. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it right now as I'm sitting here, and, and mm-hmm. I know our listeners are probably feeling this as well. 
Well, you're much too kind, and thank you for those kind words. Yeah. It's it's just the truth is what I'm feeling right now, and 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 like you said, I mean honestly, I'm just gonna get really real with you right now. You know, we've been texting back and forth for a few weeks now, maybe even closer to a month. But just like when you're texting me, <laughs> and and I don't know how to explain it, but the the like you don't even like say, yeah, I'll be there. It's like a, you're like, hey, Todd, thanks for you know, and you you pay me a compliment, and you. You 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 share some like a quote with me and and I'm just like man who is this guy <laughs> this is amazing so I just want to know honestly like that's I think that's what we need more of in this world is stuff like that and and like you just said it a minute ago that unconditional love I think we're all looking for that and striving to hopefully give that away to other people boy that's it's an interesting deal because in my hospitality experience uh, yeah. You know, I was blessed to be part of Earl Holdings organization, but uh, unconditional love is a yeah, it's it's a major building stone to everything. And I always say um, that you know you can have talent. Talent to me is a near perfect performance, right? But it's like a multiplication factor. If you have somebody that's really talented. Uh, somebody's devoted a lot of time, energy, and thought to that talent. And they have devoted a lot of their passions to their talent. And they knew what their gifts were. Right. But they were yeah. brave enough and had enough courage to jump. Right. Because that jump, you know, it's like jumping out of an airplane. At first, you do not have a, the parachute doesn't open right away. Right. And you never know for sure if it's going to, but yeah, you know, 99.9% of the time it's going to, but, but you don't know a hundred percent, but just yeah. getting on that airplane and then knowing you're going to jump, <laughs> right. you know, that that's a big move. And, and that relationship is the next factor because no matter how talented people are, you have to have a relationship with them. Yeah. And I use to call it a relationship. Now I call it the right expectation because if I truly know your talent, then I know what the right expectation is. It's like a team. Yeah. You know, develop your strengths, manage your weaknesses. Yeah. Generally, our strengths are our greatest weaknesses. Mm, I love that. And they sabotage us. Yeah. And if we're not aware of it, or we don't have a good friend or mentor or wife or family member that goes, whoa, hey, you know. Yeah. TJ Buxton's been one of those guys. I remember walking in yeah. the gym, and T would pull me aside and go, hey, you're kind of being an a-hole today. Right. Because I got kids out on the court uh -huh. and I'm encouraging them in my way to yeah. fill the lanes and block yeah. out. And, you know, <laughs> and these kids are like teachers, they're just here to have fun. Yeah. I says, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to help, T. So, you know, whatever I got to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, we've had some great battles over at the Life Center. Keith Van yeah. Horn's been there, uh, yeah. Kelly Leonard, uh, yes. Mike Doliak. Uh, Britton yeah. Johnson. Britton Johnson. We yeah. we've had all the TJ's yeah. been blessed to have all these super stars that come through this, uh, through the athletic club over there. Yeah. So, you know, when you get in the heat of battle, yeah, I love that because at the end of yeah. the day, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, every time you're you're patting each other on the back or the Absolutely. or the butt on your way out. Yeah, but you know, well, you know, it's funny you say that. So I I it was. A few years ago, obviously, but I'll, I'll never forget you. I was there was a pickup game, but it, you are guarding Pace Mannion and he's guarding you, and you guys are like dueling, going back and forth and back and forth, and it was honestly really fun to watch, and it got really competitive, yeah. you know. And that was a, that was a that was a good time for me to sit there and watch it, and for everyone that was there, it's like, man, we're here at the Life Center, and look who we got. We got these two guys that are, you know, these basketball stars that are going at it and we get to sit here and watch this well, it was really cool pace was definitely a basketball star i mean he played yeah. five years in the league yeah. in the nba and he was one of the leading scorers in europe what i admired most about pace is his courage mm -hmm. i mean he was a fierce competitor boy he was tough wasn't and he? he um wouldn't back down to anybody and i loved his playful energetic spirit when he got out on the court Right. Man, he was, we were there for one reason. And one reason was he wanted to win and he wanted to play. Right. So whether it was one-on-one -on -one or we were playing two-on-two -on -two or three-on-three, -on -three, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we had some great battles. Steve <laughs> yes, Craig used to come up. We had some great uh-huh. battles with Steve Craig. Yeah. We used to have some great battles with Tyrone Medley and some of the guys when we used to go to the, whether it was the Deseret Gym or um, the other clubs that were downtown, the oh, uh, Metro yeah. clubs. <laughs> the Buxtons have always provided a great environment for athletics. You Boy, know, haven't they? Tom Buxton. Tom's the best. He's legendary. I mean, isn't Tom the best? I love Seriously, him. like the nicest guy I think I've ever met in my life. Yeah, Tom. Honestly. He's always extending a helping hand. Yeah. And, He's got jobs for, you know, yeah. um, student athletes that need a little helping hand. Yeah. And uh, Tom just set a great environment. I mean, the Utah Jazz. Most people don't realize they used to practice in the Murray um, Sports Sports Mall. Sports Mall. Yeah. Yeah. So I I used to be a member there, and back then, you know, Mark Eaton would come in, and Ricky Green, and all those guys, Thurl Bailey. There you go. And those guys would come in and work out. And, you know, I was a young kid at the time, yeah. and I would be like at awe, like, oh, my, look, at the jazz guys are here. This is amazing. But, yeah, that sports mall was one of my favorite places. Um, it was kind of like my parents' babysitter growing up. There you go. A little way. Like, hey, we're going to drop you kids off. We'll pick you up later. Yeah. You know, and I loved it. It was such a fun place. You know, and, and uh, Jerry Sloan and – I mean, they yeah. could always stop, and yeah. the assistant coaches that were there, uh, God, they were just great. They, I remember them taking time, some of the assistant coaches, and working with my son and working with Silas Mills. To me, that's what I admire, guys that give their time and energy and thought to people to mm-hmm. develop their talent, you know, inspire that relationship like, hey, mm-hmm. we're here to help you. Yeah. And then, um, you know, make sure that there's they understand that there's a, a reward that comes with it and sometimes it's intangible yeah and if you keep you know if you keep a little bit of a multiplication factor in talent relationship the right expectation reward you always get growth yeah but if any one of them becomes zero for some reason growth becomes zero wow like 10 well times seen. zero is zero but right give me a nine and give me a seven and give me an eight and give me a yeah. six and there's still growth there's still some growth I and love i that. think that when you deal with people you know people are like a symphony some are really like a symphony others are more simple yeah and i admire the simplicity of people that are really good at what they do like yeah. you know whether it's uh a recipe a, a restaurant uh yeah it's it's like marie calendars can you bake a great pie they started out with one pie look where marie calendars went exactly and i mean it's just like yeah. all those things start with somebody got going and saying i got a passion for this yeah. and they reach out you know ask not get not you know yeah. you got to ask and yeah. people are usually willing to help you if you just ask yeah and sometimes we have to go even above there just to have the courage to ask Right. Ask not, have not. I mean, right. Uh, I find myself with more shortcomings, you know, as I go through life realizing, hey, I could have handled that better. Yeah. I could have made a much better choice in that situation. Yeah. And, um, you know, it makes you pause like, ah, uh, because some of your greatest friends, things fade sometimes. And yeah. you, you don't always know the, the reason or the answer. Right. But, I always find if you reach out to them occasionally and just yeah touch base touch base yep sometimes let them know hey are you safe are you okay yeah. and uh but but we're not here to know all the answers right yeah that's life i guess right we don't have all the answers and uh, we yeah. just keep trying to do our best right that growth that you were talking about got it as long as we're having some growth in yeah. the right direction that's that's beautiful it's a, it's a journey yeah. and uh and i'm blessed i always tell my wife please don't pull out that needle. We live in a pretty amazing area with great people and we've had great life experiences, but I've, I've been to the streets of Harlem. I mean, I know what it's like in other areas that are impoverished and mm-hmm. uh, I had the privilege of being in Compton and Watts and really? I mean, some of the areas where basketball is, you can be welcomed all you have to do is lace up your shoes and walk onto a court. And if you got a little bit of game, it's amazing how the camaraderie just camaraderie, develops. Exactly. Yep. You gain some respect. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, and even lately, um, TJ and I were on a playground in California and uh, we met a couple of guys from Atlanta and we were like laughing and having just a great time. And 
we just met these guys. We were just right, going yeah. and playing a little pickup game and shooting some shots and playing uh -huh. some shooting games. But uh, it's been a great life experience from that side because uh, Julia Serving, I remember being with Julia Serving because Michael Sojourner, my teammate that uh, is pictured in this picture right here, right. his brother was Willie Sojourner. And Willie played with the Virginia Squires. So that was the first team that Julius Irving played on. Wow. So we all got to know each other. <laughs> That's awesome. And then when we were playing in the NIT championship in New York, you know, this guy right here that's sitting next to my side, I wish he was here. Yeah. Mike Sojourner, he was the most valuable player in the NIT, and we lost the game by, I think, five points. We had four sophomores starting, right. and Tyrone Medley was the senior, and Tyrone Medley had fouled out. And uh, we had a few mishaps on the court right at the very end of the game, but uh, if Ty not fouled out, I'm sure we would be wearing a ring instead of a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Here's your watch. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> but isn't it ironic That's funny. that after we played that game, and we played in Madison Square Garden. I think we were there almost three weeks. It's back when you, all the games oh, yeah, were played. played in the same. It was played in Madison Square Garden. I mean, literally you'd go home after, and my mom was there one time, and I remember she goes, wow, you smell like a cigar. <laughs> but people were smoking cigars, and it was a whole, oh, it was a Different. mystical experience yeah. to be there. Right. And uh, Tyrell Medley and I were roommates. So Ty was a senior, and I was a sophomore, and it, we had a great time. I mean... We were, Coach Foster was there, and Coach Foster later left that year and got the Duke job at Duke University. Oh, wow. So we lost the coaching staff, but, you know, then Coach Pym came along. But then Michael Sojourner got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. Really? And so he left. And then, ironically, Tyrell Medley got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> and ironically, my hero, Pete Maravich, he was drafted first round by the Atlanta Hawks. And since he was my hero, since I was a grade school right, kind of yeah. junior high school, I got drafted by the Alana Hawks. Man. Now, I got drafted 124th overall, ninth round, but Pete was number one. But still, I hey, was like... Hey, you got drafted. <laughs> Not many people can say that. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> it was a joy to make the rookie team. And that was, yeah. a, that was exciting because sitting in that room in Atlanta with the humidity almost as high as the heat... Yeah. <laughs> and you were sitting in those little desks, you know, with the deal still attached. Yeah, sometimes I never, yeah. I'll never forget the excitement when my name was called out. Like, because oh. I was drafted ninth round and there was a guard that was a seventh round, two guard and a fifth round. And they kept me. And I thought, wow, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it was never about anything more than you loved to play the game. Yeah. And that was exciting. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I think that's great what you said there. Cause when we, when we dread something, our energy's low, we don't perform well. Right. When you love something, it's like the energy's flowing through you, man. It's just, you know, and like you said, you just, cause you love it so much. That's why you, I honestly, it's why you're so good at it because of the love does that make sense? Yeah, you made and a it, good point. A very good point. Because like an example, I've and I've been really hitting this hard this week with my clients. I have some younger clients that I'm working with. They don't, a lot of them hate going to school. They hate school. I'm like, well, why do you have to hate it? And I said, what if you actually just said, I'm going to start loving it and watch what happens just by saying, I, I love it. And you will see a miracle unfold. Which, what will happen is you'll start doing better. You'll perform better. And you'll, you know, the, the, whether you want to call it the universe, the spirit, light, love, energy, all of it, it's all the same to me. It'll flow through you in a way that you will be so surprised and it'll spill over into every area of your life. Right. And so to hear you say that, I, I couldn't agree more. It's that love and yeah. that's what it comes down to. And I know it sounds like almost kind of a little corny and cheesy, but it's the truth. Not really. That, those were great words of inspiration you just shared, Todd. And I'm glad you touched on it because it makes me think of some of the tragedies in this world, like the Nazi concentration camps. Right, yeah. Man's search for meaning. I mean, yeah. is there a worse adversity than being separated from your sweetheart and your kids yeah. wow. as you're coming off a, 
I mean, some of the people that found happiness were the guys that played uh, classic guitar but didn't have a guitar. Didn't have a guitar. Or played the piano. Exactly. Or played 18 holes of golf every day, but they were on a golf course. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, what you touched on was I was not a good player. I mean, I loved to run, and I, I loved... I can remember being at the University of Utah one time. I was up in the gym 109, and I remember seeing uh, Kenny Gardner and Mike Newland and Spoon Mauler. I mean, I'm a kid, and I'm going, there's no way in the world I could ever be this big. I could never play for this kind of... I couldn't play at the university. The, these guys are men. These guys. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> right. But I realized that the mind is so powerful. Yeah. So... Coach Foster was one of the great coaches that mentored me in teaching me self-hypnosis. Oh, okay. And then uh, Coach Del Harris taught me autogenic training. And then some of the great um, physical therapists actually put really comfortable chairs in. And, and we did psycho-cybernetics. And I, and I've got that book right there, Maxwell Maltz. It's one of my favorite all-time books. One of mine as well. Because wow. if I read the story of Jerry West, which I read many times, he had a fear factor that was beyond belief. He would physically get sick before he ever went on the court be, or because he, fear was taking right. him over. And it was through things like self-hypnosis, psycho-cybernetics, uh -huh. autogenic training. The imagination is so powerful. It is amazing. And it's a preview of what things are going to happen. Yeah. But you have to direct the movie. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Powerful stuff. That honestly is one of my favorite books. And a lot, if not most of those teachings in that book, I teach my clients to this very day. Oh, that's awesome. This morning doing a group, I did the, we talked about the power of visualizing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And they were like going, I didn't realize this stuff. That stuff doesn't get taught as much anymore. Right. Especially in this kind of a setting. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Well, you know, that book is really powerful because it takes um, three different groups and they shoot free throws. Right. Yes. Yeah. And one group shoots, one shoot group doesn't shoot. And one visualizes their shooting. And it's amazing yeah. that that mind-body connection, yep. sometimes the guys that just visualized it would shoot better. Yeah. Because to me, this is software. Yeah. You know, uh, my dad had a bypass surgery and they said, that's not hard. That's the plumbing. We can redo the heart and the plumbing. He wanted to get the bypass so he could redo his knee so he could mow his lawn. He's 90 years old and still wants to mow his lawn. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. But I the point it. is yeah. <laughs> that mind-body connection, yeah. the hardest part is reloading the mind because it will sabotage you quicker than anything else. Yeah, for sure. And those kind of books remind yeah. you of the fundamentals that, hey, yeah. if, you, if you're rock bottom or think you're at rock bottom, you know, what you think you are and you got to you got to reprogram that. And there's so much great information. Yeah. And people like you that will spend the time and energy and thought with people that maybe just need a little encouragement that maybe they haven't been put on the right path. Right. No one's championed their cause. And yeah. you're there for them. And and I, I admire that in today's society and what's going on right now. The real champions are these healthcare professionals. Right. That are working 24 hours 24 a day. 24 hours. I mean, Man, it's, it's, it's not amazing. only the virus, it's, it's the, the mind. It's, I've never seen anything like this happen in our country. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I was admiring Jennifer Gardner and uh, Jimmy Fallon who yeah. are, are doing things with their iPhones. Basically, they're just trying to raise a little money. Yeah. So kids that are used to getting food still have a source to feed them. Exactly. And yeah. man, I'd love to be part of that. I mean, if somebody out there knew and we could you know, cut out a piece of our uh, marketing numbers to send some money that way, we would love to be part of those kind of things yeah. because at the end of the day, we're only here to serve our fellow men and, and women in some Absolutely. cause or yeah. greater cause that yeah. um, is happening on our yeah. to our friends right next door. 
Yeah. So, and I, that's why I think this, what we're going through, even though it's very difficult and hard, but it's good because for those very reasons, it's causing us to look at what matters most. That unconditional love. Man, that's beautiful, Doug. Thank my, you. My dear friend, I, I talked to him today. Uh, we call him Drewski. And I, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of glad yesterday, for those out in the listening audience that don't know this, but um, I was here at 1130 because we were going to do this at 1130 yesterday. And Todd came to the rescue of somebody that was really having a tough time. And so yeah. Todd was... He had his priorities right, took care of that business, and uh, it gave me a chance, Todd, to reach out and have conversations with people I really care about. Wow. And when I asked them, you know, what it is, you know, you really love, and it was amazing how some people gave me the most simple answer, I love my dog, because yeah. it gives them unconditional love. Absolutely. It was a pet, it was a... Mm -hmm. It was a friend. It was somebody that yeah. would listen to them. So uh, I was listening to, I watched Tom Hanks do Mr. Rogers the other day. And I thought, yeah. what a great reminder of how the most important thing I have to do right now is just be here with Todd and yeah. talk to him and and uh, feel his love for what he does and for the people you get the privilege to serve. That's That's amazing. Mm, I, I applaud you for that, Todd. Oh, you're, in a, you, you're in a great area, and I can feel it when I walk in and people that know you when I didn't even get the chance uh, yesterday to say hello to you because you were helping another yeah. person that really needed your assistance. Well, well, thanks, Doug. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. And like I said, just the goodness I'm feeling from you, is it's it's awesome. And I, you know, I, I love everything that you're saying and just your passion and your your concern and just, <laughs> like I said, just, I don't know, I could just, I know why people really gravitate towards you and uh, it's it's awesome and I'm glad I, I'm getting to know you even better, you know. I've always, like I said, I've always looked up to you, you know, but it was more of what I saw on the basketball court, you know, even at the Life Center. I'm like, man, that guy's, man, that guy can still ball. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but to, to get more of the background and just, you know, um, of who you really are, you know, underneath all that. Basketball is something you do. It's not who you are. And who you are is, is love and, and compassion and kindness. And so thank you so much for doing all this. Well, don't forget all my shortcomings. <laughs> because uh, We won't go through all that. We don't have time. <laughs> always good to help me, direct me in the right direction. But I, I yeah. remember that great movie, Gone with the Wind. And, and I was being interviewed one time by Earl Holding, who was recruiting me. Uh -huh. from a different hotel to work at Little America. And he basically was so articulate in telling me all the things that he had observed in the hotel that I was the general manager of. Right. And <laughs> the night before, I'd watched Gone with the Wind with Rhett Butler, and I paused, and I didn't even know what to say. So I just took a <laughs> script and verse right out of Gone with the Wind, and I go, well, Mr. Holding, you certainly recognize many of our shortcomings. <laughs> Really? And zip and you're done. <laughs> That's awesome. And instead of defending yeah. anything, yeah. he laughed just like, yeah. and, and that was kind of a forming point yeah. of, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why your hotels are so amazingly beautiful. I was just in one day before yesterday when the earthquake came. Oh, yeah. And the staff was moving everybody outside, out, out into the Porta mm -hmm. Cachera and away from the property on the grounds and, and, uh. It was interesting yeah. because uh, I know for sure you're sure going to fail a lot more than you succeed. I know that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing that is really important is everybody needs to know. It's biblical. You know, love the sinner, hate the sin. I always yeah. say with kids, separate yourself from your performance. Yeah. You know, if you're going to relive what you just did that you could have done better, if that shot was not the shot you wanted, yeah. Yeah. turn the page. Wow. Turn the page. Right. You got a new script right now. Right now. Isn't that the great thing about sports, though? Yeah. I mean. For sure. The best thing when you lose a game is, you know, in two nights you might be playing another one. I yep. mean, or you get to go to practice the next yeah. day. And Exactly. Because life is a, it's a series of events that yeah. you don't know the outcome. Yep. You just get to do your best. Yeah. You know, hopefully keep your word to yourself and to the others that you care about. Yeah. Make no assumptions and take nothing personal. That's right out of... Don Luis Niguel's four agreements. I mean, 
it's like <laughs> that's again another book we have here, and it's one that we have them read all the time. It's a great, it's a great thing to share book. with young kids. Absolutely, because you know they need to know. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a mean world out there. Yeah, and people are going to say things unconsciously and consciously that sometimes are very hurtful. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I could sit here and talk to you all day long, honestly. Um, what could you just maybe in kind of closing here, a couple things. One, if someone's listening to this right now, who's struggling, you know, I, I know you, you've been through a lot in your life and you've, you know, you, like you said, you've had your ups and your downs and with all this stuff, you've gained wisdom and things like that. What advice could you give someone right now who maybe just feels, you know, scared and anxious of what's going on in the world or, you know, with other battles they might be going through, what what's some advice you could give them? Well, I, Mitch Moore said this to me one day, success has a thousand parents and failure's mm. but an orphan. So wow. if I were someone, you, they know, and someone around them knows that they probably need, there's an opportunity. Problems, challenges create opportunities and um, get connected with the right yeah. people. Yeah. Because the right people, you know, you're a product of being around the right people. Yeah. And uh, uh, I can say this, that I'm blessed to be around great people. I, yeah. I love people that it will just be there for me, give me their time, their energy, their thoughts. And you know the ones that won't. They're too right. busy, you yeah. know. But listening to this your conversations today here you are you're real you're right here between the two canyons right here in cottonwood heights yeah i mean you're a great safe place for people to come but you know they probably have their churches their clergy yeah uh, their family don't stay isolated yeah you know be out there be out in front if you got something share it with somebody yeah and people are there's some good in people they're They'll extend a helping hand yeah. for sure. Yeah. People want to help. People want to help. And and I would say this, your mind, imagine things in a better way because the course we set, even though it appears rocky, we don't know around what's around the next turn, but you know, it doesn't know the difference between yeah. that tragic soapbox you play out in your head versus, hey, I'm going to separate my, myself from my performance. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do what I got to do. To me, it's just as simple as Denzel Washington's show. I yeah. love watching that. My wife gets so upset with me sometimes <laughs> because um, I re-watch his show. And Mark Twain has a great quote right at the beginning of that movie. And I, you probably know it. Uh, the two most important days of your life. The day yep. you were born and the day you find out why. Yeah. And... Denzel does a beautiful job because every morning he makes his bed. The yeah. sink is clean. He does the simple things that just gets his motor going. Gets the, yeah, exactly. You know, cleans himself, cleans. He's looking, he's going out. Yeah. And he's working, I think, somewhere kind of like a Home Depot. Yeah. And he just senses when he's in a coffee shop, if somebody's having trouble, he spends yep. a moment with them. want to spend a moment with them. And exactly. people just need that. Yeah. I always say charity, the true love of Christ, yeah. is really listening. Yeah. Hearing someone out. I, I couldn't agree more. People just want to be heard. And and sometimes psychotherapy, and I'm not a therapist, but sometimes it's really nice, like Crocodile Dundee says, be nice, just don't you have a friend? Because right. talking clarifies your own thinking, and, yeah. it, and it helps you understand because you're thinking how many times faster than you're talking. And sometimes you got to hear yourself and hear the words yeah. to know what is going on. And then someone like you, Todd, can say, hey, let me give you psycho-cybernetics. Let me give you the four yes. agreements. Let, yeah. me, let me see. Let me give you some resources. Yeah, man search for meaning. Got that too. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, amazing there was books. another one that they did that was really fascinating as well. But those are baby steps that you know basically that's the road yeah you know the way is not difficult yeah but difficult is the way yeah
and we sometimes self-sabotage that and we got to think above it at times and and figure out okay i need help here i'm yeah. i'm on my knees yeah. i'm going to be inspired to talk to somebody or whatever but it's tough times out there and i greatest accolades to you and all the health professionals that are working so hard and and the moms that are the back moms, with kids yeah, and dads absolutely. grandparents yeah. that are everybody stepping up to do what they can because they're yep they're quarantined yep and they're it's a different world yeah. at this moment so yeah um well very beautifully said doug thank you for sharing that um one last thing is if people wanted to reach out to you doug and i mean ask you a question or get to know you or how could they even you know m learn more about the body gym too and what would be the best way for them to to find that information you can find body gym at bodygym.com okay and we're going to be on qvc soon yeah if all goes well with um marie osmond and her schedule sure uh, because schedules are different now <laughs> and, yes they uh, are yeah if we can get that to, okay. to happen and so. i can be reached at d terry my initial d and then terry t-e-r-r-y at bodygym.com okay and my son jordan um he is masterfully put together um our bodygym.com so now we have a referral system like if you're a health professional out there in physical fitness or any kind and we we incentivize by saying thank you because i think that the greatest form of appreciation when somebody does a good job and yeah. helps me out uh -huh. is to pay them right uh, and and pay is different sometimes from person to person sure but we do those kind of things so dterry at bodygym.com if you go by the Life Center Athletic Club, if you're in Utah, TJ Buxton, I try to make him take recess with me three or four days a week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we do the Steve Kerr shooting drills and yeah, that's awesome. we still like to get out and yeah, and, and kind of move. Move a little bit. Yep. So love it. But that's a great way to reach me. And then I'll leave you my number. Okay. If you feel like there's somebody that needs to Please. connect and they know how to get a hold of you, Todd. Yep. They're welcome to call me directly. Okay. So Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much. Um, I think that's fantastic that uh, you're willing to do that. And uh, I want to thank you. Um, I know you're busy too, but for you to take time and come share some some wisdom with us and, and part of your life, I, I can't thank you enough. It's truly my honor and, and for our listeners, it's their honor to be able to hear your story. Yeah. And I don't know, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Hey, Todd, thank you. That's... Uh... You're much too kind. Thank you so much. Uh, anything we can do to help and support you and your efforts and all you, the good you do, um, we would love to get behind it. So. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, there you go, listeners. I told you this is going to be another amazing story. Um, Doug's an amazing person, and he gave some great advice for all of us. And uh, so I challenge you guys to do those things uh, during this tough time for all of us. Remember, I really believe it's happening for us because it's guiding us and directing us to be more compassionate. And like Doug said it so eloquently, with uh, giving away unconditional love, we all want it. And so let's make sure we're doing that at this tough time in our lives. But thank you. Thank you for believing in me. And please share this with anyone that you know that needs to have a little pick-me-up. And uh, again, Doug, you're the best. Thanks for being here. So much.